welcome to the Scam Economy with your host, Matt Bender. It's looking like you can say bon voyage to your money if you bank with some of the major crypto lenders out there. We got Celsius, BlockFi, Babel Finance, Vault. These are just some of the companies that over the past few weeks have paused withdrawals, meaning customers cut off from their money. Some of these companies like Celsius, for example, we have covered here on Scam Economy, and on this episode of Scam Economy, episode 22, we are diving into yet another one in what might be the most ridiculous case yet. That's right, folks. I am your host, Matt Binder. This is Scam Economy, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about Voyager, the latest crypto lender to cut their customers and clients off from their funds and just recently declare bankruptcy as all hell continues to break loose in the cryptocurrency market. We'll also be diving into what this domino effect means to the space as a whole and we'll get a little bit into the man who is trying to bail them all out, the founder of one of the major crypto exchanges, FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried. But really quick, patreon.com slash Binder to subscribe to my work and support Scam Economy, my other show Doomed and everything I do. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Binder. Follow the Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Binder, where the post shows are live streamed. You can also connect your Amazon Prime account to your twitch.tv account and subscribe via Twitch Prime at no extra cost to you to my Twitch channel, scameconomy.com for the podcast version of this show. All the links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to the show. Leave reviews, if you can too, at those podcast platforms. And joining me now to discuss what the hell is going on, I'd like to welcome back to the show Ed Zitron. He is the CEO of EZPR and writer of the Easy Substack newsletter. Uh, Ed, welcome back. Nothing crazy's happened. It's so good to be back. Nothing weird has happened at all. Nothing stupid hasn't turned. Oh my God. Everything is so fucked. I mean, like, just, <laughs> I thought this industry was stupid before. Man, they've, they've gone and done it. The right. Mad yeah. Have done it. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could extend the same for everything going on outside of crypto too, but for the sure. purpose of this show, we'll, we'll stick to crypto. Um, yeah. Last time you were on, we talked about, uh, how the play to earn, uh, landscape, AKA just Axie infinity. Cause there's literally nothing else, yeah. uh, was, was hacked. And that was the end of that. And you know, it's still going along nowhere near as big as it was, uh, nowhere near as many users, nowhere near as much money. Uh, money is still lost. Um, but it is what it is. You know, they got helped out. They got bailed out. Speaking of which we'll talk about what's going on. Right now, why I've had you on the show, the yeah. same thing, not the hacking part, but the complete meltdown is well, there happening. Was one earlier. What was that? <laughs> it was there a was hacking a hack earlier. 
It was just, it was just one. It's like a, I don't even know. It's on Web three's going great. There was just a hack between all of the companies folding. Anyway, keep going. Right, right. It's always a hack, right? But what's going on right now is that uh, all these crypto lending uh, firms and companies are, are one by one. It's like it's like the same thing happens left and right. It's yes. it's like uh, all of a sudden people are like, hey, wait a minute. I'm hearing rumors and rumblings from people who are looking into these companies' finances and crypto holdings and where they have their assets. Uh, and... They go and customers go, what's going on? And the lending company goes, everything's okay. Don't worry. We're definitely not going to freeze the withdrawals. We, we didn't lend money to one, per, all of your money to one company. I promise. Right. right. We lent and then, half of your money. Right. And then lo and behold, uh, in a day or two, if even that, uh, the company puts out this uh, – breaking report like a uh, like a, a press release uh we have to temporarily withdraw even though we said we weren't your money's and, fine but you cannot have it yes and uh you know temporary is uh you know temporary could be a lifetime for some people it seems like it will be a lifetime for many um but yes. i specifically but we'll talk about a few of them maybe but i i wanted to talk about the one that i i saw in your most most recent uh newsletter piece uh, and it's the one that just recently happened to pause its withdrawals, and that's Voyager. And interestingly enough, two episodes ago, I had uh, Mike Burgersberg of uh, Dirty Bubble Media on the show to talk about Celsius. And at the very end of him breaking down how Celsius, another crypto lender, was doing the same thing, pausing withdrawals, or walking away with the money uh, because they don't have it anymore, uh, filing for bankruptcy – he men mentioned to me how, you know, I'm also looking into this company, Voyager, who happened to have a good chunk of their assets in um, Celsius. And also they had loans with another company that had dealings with uh, Celsius, Three Arrows Capital. Uh, and it seems like uh, his, his looking into Voyager panned out here just a couple of weeks later. Well, it's... Um... Francis Coppola as well did a really good piece. So my, my newsletter, I would say Crib, but I directly say I cite everyone. Um, but Francis Coppola did this amazing piece where she broke down all of Voyager's finances. Voyager is one of these many lenders that is like, oh, just leave your money with us and we'll give you free money. Don't ask where it comes from, you little shit. That's daddy's business. So Voyager was – they frozen funds and i did a little brian windhurst like thing on twitter about this where it's like they lent francis analysis showed this they lent like half their loan book to three hours capital a singapore-based hedge fund that i don't know why anyone gave them any money they i cannot find any evidence that they were actually good at their jobs ever but i was like yeah fuck it sure how many you want five want to borrow 300 million hmm. how's it sound Hmm? Good. I, I, will so, say, I will say it looks like they did what a lot of these crypto uh, startups do, and that's basically just talk a good game on Twitter. That's really all you seem to need in this crypto world. Uh, talk big on Twitter like you know the space and you're a genius and you got some big project in the works or you have some You need great... one win. You need one big win and then everyone goes, oh, you're a smart piece of shit, even though you're not. So, but, so Voyager, this company. 
They all lent money to Three Arrows Capital. They lent a massive $660 million loan. And loans, France analysis showed, loans make up like 50% of their money all told. So they lent $600 fucking million to Three Arrows Capital. Three Arrows Capital, who talked a big game on Twitter, could actually move the price of Bitcoin, I believe. No, it's Ethereum. That he that, and it's like okay, cool, you do that, so you're using that to get more money, and so okay, I need really need to take a step back to explain for the <laughs> shit's so exhausting. Anyway, so Three Hours Capital is a <laughs> Singapore-based hedge fund. They made their money by borrowing money from others and using that money to invest in tokens, and then they would take the tokens and stake the tokens, and then they get more tokens. That's one of the ways they made money. It is probably more complex than that. And I, I just don't think it really. They had like $13 billion under management. Then a few weeks ago, it started to stink like duty because someone on Twitter was saying, hey, look, we have a deal with three, three Arrows Capital where we do. I think it's something like they provided access to data or they like shared money. There's so many weird things. We just hit, say it out loud. And you're like, why would you do that other than breaking the law? But so Three Arrows Capital also heavily invested in Luna, which is the token used to keep the dollar stable coin US terror. Jesus Christ, that was also stupid. So when that fell apart, Three Arrows Capital lost, they turned $200 million into $600. And also that's a how you know you're, a, you know, you know the space. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's Mind Masters, Brain Geddon. That's like, no, the smartest traders actually lose money. So three hours capital, because they had bet on the market always going up forever, it, when it started not going up, it started going down and suddenly their loans started to be under collateralized. And you had a kind of a post-World War I Germany situation, a reparation situation where everyone was trying to get the money back and, got, and suddenly the tokens were worth less. But then it's become obvious that companies like Voyager, but Voyager specifically, had loaned money to this insane random guy uh, who they only talked to via telegram that other guy was mentioning earlier millions of dollars trading hands and they just talked on telegram just the fuck are you anyways um so voyager had lent an obscene amount of money to them as had blockfi and many other companies but voyager specifically had lent like 50 percent of all their money and that's not great they're also a public company so francis coppola's analysis was able to go in quite deep and found that they just have like seven or eight loans. Just very big ones. Now, I have, I went to university for That's what we call baskets. diversification, by the way. That's yeah, how yeah, you yeah, do but it. Me out. I'm an expert here. Eggs and <laughs> baskets. What I generally hear is you should put all the eggs in one basket. I didn't finish my course. But I think that you put all your eggs in one basket. That's how that works. So they had this massive over leveraging with like the least trustworthy people. It was like wallet inspector based in north korea like uh, that's a joke but like all of these shady firms in asia and then francis went a level deeper and like none of this money makes sense she was just like there's something wrong here and then voyager had promised their users your fdic insured this is also complete fucking hooey just nonsense because they have an omnibus account with metropolitan bank which is a real bank except they, them, they have the account, not the customers. They claim that they can't move customer funds. This is also a lie. But also, if they 
can't move customer funds. How do you? A lot of things start falling apart, but chief of them is Voyager is not does not operate as an agent or a fiduciary. It's a fiduciary fiduciary. There we go, a agent or something like that. They don't operate like that, and thus they they are not a bank. They don't have a bank charter. They don't operate as one. Meaning that they just fucking lied, just lie lies, full lies, uh, complete well, fucking. I- I, I want to pause it there because I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, when I, when I saw this, and, and I want to make sure people listening right now fully grasp this part of it because it is, so it, it, it might be the most amazing thing I've seen in the crypto space so far. Something's going on and, in New York. And, yeah, and and there's a lot that has amazed me over the years. Um, so Voyager, it, it, it claimed to its customers in its. You know, when people decided to leave to 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 leave, put their money with Voyager to to keep their money with See Voyager, they claimed that they were an FDIC insured bank. I'm trying to find this thing on my phone so I can show it, but it's like on their blog. I'll find it later. Yeah, it's fucking insane. And so they just lied about that. So people trusted them with their money. And then they, uh, like all of these companies, closed withdrawals. And then customers went, wait a minute, hold up. Didn't you say you have DIC insured? Why are you, why are you scared? And they didn't say anything. And they actually have never responded to any of that. And now they're seeking bankruptcy. I put out this blog yesterday on the newsletter about it, about how I believed something was up there but also how all of this shit seems like it would fall apart and it's going to get worse. And it turns out it did. They're going bankrupt. I've got like three people calling me being like, you are, you, you got it. And I said, this is the single most obvious thing that's going to happen ever. Just they're fucking insane. But what's becoming apparent is that large chunks of the cryptocurrency industry are straight up just like operating on the thinnest possible loans, the dumbest. They're like, yeah, I'll lend you $300 million. No fucking problem. Sure, I fa- well, I, 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 I'll, get, I'll get right over that. Yeah, I let me found, just send that to you. I didn't find it on their website, but I found a tweet from Voyager. Have you heard? This is November uh, 12th, 2020. So just less than two years ago, about a year and a half ago. Um, uh, have you heard? USD held with Voyager is FDIC insured up to $250,000. Wow, our, wow, wow. Our, our customer security is our top priority. Start growing your crypto portfolio today. Just and then there's a nice little graphic. Liars. A nice little graphic Just... that says your USD is FDIC insured. And then a little like uh, uh, small print in that graphic. All USD funds held on Voyager are it's FDIC insured up to two. And it's important to to really I want people to understand when you say that, you know, they were they were giving this money out to all sorts of well, not all sorts. We're talking what you say, like six or seven uh, uh, entities. In this case, it was like seven or eight big loans and probably like a few thousand tiny ones that didn't really matter. Right. So those those hundreds of thousands, I mean, I mean, really hundreds of millions, I should say, dollars that they were loaning out. They're loading out your, your, the customer's money. Like, they don't have any money. Like, they were... Oh, they, they, have, they have their own money, too. They just started running out of it, so they went, do we have any dollars? Ooh. Well, maybe it's illegal, but maybe they'll never find out, and nothing bad ever happened to us before. Right. Because that is the mantra of cryptocurrency right now. All these companies are just like, nothing bad ever happens to me. Nothing bad has ever happened. 
it will never happen. And that is literally there. Oh, the whole fucking thing. Absolutely. Line and goes up all the time, no matter what. Even when line goes but, down, this is good for Bitcoin. This, this is good for what, whatever it is. But what's new and stupider about this, the DeFi situation, is they realized there was a way to make a lot of money in a way that they couldn't in the real world because in the real world, nobody in the fucking universe would give shady guys on Telegram billions or well, hundreds of millions of dollars. No one would do that. No bank would give these loans because the loans are fucking insane. Oh, you've collateralized the loan that you're using to buy a volatile asset with more volatile assets. Yeah, but they keep going up. Yeah, that's no, like real banks would just look at you and be like, I'm not really sure what you think loans are, but you're not getting one or any. But these weird things where they basically just be making up loans and the loans up until this point have been making them gobs of money and everyone's happy. Everyone's making a big, a lot of cash and nothing bad ever happens to anyone until it does. But what's insane is how many people are just how many of these companies BlockFi. It was BlockFi, Voyager, I forget the others. There are a lot of them involved with Three Arrows. They had just given not just like insane amounts of money, but most of their money to them. Like I'm not saying like they had, uh, making up numbers, like $25 billion and they loaned out $4 billion. I'm talking, in Voyager's case, I think they had a few, like they claimed 10 to $15 billion in assets and they lent out $600 million to three hours capital but also these are two weird stories because i don't think they're pub i think someone might go to jail from voyager because something doesn't add up in any of their numbers but long story short they loaned out massive chunks of their money or as you mentioned customers money thinking nothing bad ever happens to us and when we need money we're just going to make more of it because that's how money works but <laughs> you've got this insane but my my weird prediction is I actually think this is going to get much worse because I think these companies have been lending to each other. I'm sure oh. they have. I'm sure they're handing these insane chunky loans to each other. And now you've got Sam Bankman Freed operating like uh, like he's in a Ross Dress for Less trying to pick up bargains of di distress loans. And I don't know what his game is because it's not like he's getting loans that you can kind of flip. These are bad loans that will need to be collateralized pretty much forever. And he's claimed it's a liquidity crisis, which is not true. What is actually happening is these massive loans, massive stupid loans are going underwater. And suddenly companies that operate primarily in cryptocurrency are having to sell gobs of cryptocurrency to cover it. So you've got these massive chunk sales. And also, I think people are kind of working out that this industry is full of dog shit. That this industry is full of cretins who genuinely don't understand money. They only understand their ability to make more of it. And what's worse is those fucking psychopaths. If, if there's any justice, multiple people from Voyager are going to jail. But let's be honest, nothing is going to happen. They're going to get a slap on the wrist, maybe a $300,000 fine from the SEC after making hundreds of millions of dollars themselves. I'm sure the CEO is filthy fucking rich now. Same with BlockFi. BlockFi... Well, they got they got bought for thirty dollars by Sam Bagman friend, and he um. But then it's like twenty five million now, and he gave him a two hundred million dollar line of credit. You know, man, I just got one fucking question: Where's all this money coming from? Where is it? Where is all the money? How does what is this? What right. is going on? 
how, because what I think the ultimate core of this is, Bankman Freed's referring to the liquidity crunch. Maybe we're starting to see a tether exit. Maybe we're starting to see money mm. failing to join the system, but also people aren't buying the con anymore. And I think the loan crisis, this whole thing, there's nothing to stop it collapsing even further. There's, I think someone's probably made some real big fucking stupid loans. And quite honestly, I smell shit with Coinbase as well. Because Coinbase in mid-July is going to combine their USDC and, U- and actual real US dollar order books into one. Oh, they will be right, one and the same. Right. Your cash will – I pull, I used to have like a few hundred bucks in coin, Coinbase and it is gone now. I fucking pulled that shit because that is weird. Anyway, I'm kind of going all over the place, but no, no, no. Right. It, it was good because it gave me some time to pull up some of these numbers here. So oh, according oh, yeah. according to Barron's, uh, Voyager on Wednesday. So this is three days ago. So this was this would have been last Wednesday, uh, just a week ago. Um, Voyager said it had 1.3 billion in crypto on its platform, as well as a bank account holding 350 million in cash for customers. What? Right, right. And then on top of that, this came out and I'm looking into um, some of these the information in Voyager's Chapter 11 filings because late uh, Tuesday night, Voyager, uh, it was really came out Voyager's Chapter 11 bankruptcy filings. Um, Apparently, uh, Sam Bankman Freed his Alameda research company, where he does his crypto trading firm, uh, I guess runs separately from his, uh, you know, the exchange he runs, FTX, apparently owes Voyager $376 million. He owes them that? Uh, looks like it, yes. We have loan counterparty, Alameda Ooh. Research, and amount outstanding in thousands, 376,784. So being that it's in thousands, you added three more zeros at the end there. That brings you up to a little about th- 376.7 uh, million bucks. Um, I don't know what he's he's buying. He's And he's looking into bailing them out or buying them out or something like that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I but yeah, it's so there's a few yeah there's a few things that I think could be happening. One, he could just be trying to to buy the loan industry. He wants to try and just clean up and destroy every hedge fund and just take to eat the ruins. I don't know why because there's no fucking value in that. There's no customer value. Shit, we don't keep the customers' money, do we? But <laughs> it could also be he could be desperate. There is just as much chance that he. He's a bit worried about all this. You know, it's been real quiet, like uh, CZ. I've not heard much from Brian Armstrong either. It's very weird that the champions of the exchanges have been so fucking quiet. Where have they been at? Right. Wait, wait. Well, I can answer that. Uh, CZ is currently in uh, Senegal. Oh, right. Oh, he's yeah, got a, yeah. a beautiful painting from a local artist. That's great. And he's talking about BNB again. Jesus Christ. Fucking... Get a hobby, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so um, but it's weird that you haven't heard from them about it. But also, I reckon Coinbase probably not wrapped up in this. Binance, if Binance is, we are going to hell. We are going through the core of the fucking earth. It will be so bad. But I also don't get the sense that Binance is. But there's, 
something is falling apart and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. Right. It's not going down, but it's also not going up. It's kind of wobbling around 19 grand. You have this massive hedge fund and every day it seems to be like a major player is like, you know how I said I had $27 billion. What I actually mean was I have $27 and I actually don't have that. That is, that is gone. I, yeah, sorry. I had to pay for Slack. <laughs> but it, it's like you've got a company every day and it's all of these companies. Like Celsius was not a small company. Voyager was not a small company. These are not small entities. And they're collapsing one by one in a very weird way that is almost certainly going to stop customers from ever touching anything like them again because it's not a brand problem. But now we're in this situation where I think that Something is happening with liquidity in general. I didn't really think about this before, but something isn't right about the liquidity thing that Sam Bankman Fried brought up because he said the liquidity crunch is nearly over. What the fuck does that have to do with anything, mate? What's that about? Because the only liquidity crisis there is is that most of these companies did not have enough money to pay for their loans. That's most. The liquidity crisis is everyone appears to be fucking stupid right um so right now and also i really must be clear all of the big crypto people are very fucking quiet right now anthony pompliano kind of popped his asshole out and farted out something about three arrows because his firm i don't know i don't remember what his firm's called like smiling goblin guy capital <laughs> fraud expert dot biz is he out there doing he the was, whole? This is this is this is actually good for crypto. This is what we need. Oh, he has, the market needs. Oh, no, uh, it's that bad. It's worse. He's doing the. You need to work hard now. This is the time to focus. We uh, need builders. <laughs> he's going into like the American excellence thing of like it's about hard work and hard graft. Yeah, like you fucking <laughs> worked hard because you had the spare funds to invest in Bitcoin when it was three grand. Congratulations, mate. Oh, I'm sure you're still holding it. I love that as well. Like people, people are like, oh, he'd never sell. Of course, he's fucking sold. It's time to, to go, go into the. It's time to go into the physical crypto mines. Start actually putting some hard labor into it, folks. I mean, it's. I would. Lo I would love to see Anthony Pompliano in a mine. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop myself there. My lawyer's texting me, saying something sorry, about. What, what were you gonna say not, before not I cut you off? TNT. What, what... What were we going to say about him before I cut you off? I've been watching too much Justified. I'm sorry. Everything I want to solve everything like Raylan Givens. But no, it's um, it's very strange though, and this is a weird one. When it crashed before, it just seemed to just go down. Like it's just like all of the fake volume. The the guy is like lost. You have to hit the buttons every day, otherwise the fake volume stops. And I think like that happened, and just we also had an economic downturn. I don't know. It was like twin. 2019, I think it was, it was like 2017, 2018 weren't great. And then 2019, everything wobbled and crypto wobbled too. I remember like Ethereum was like 90 bucks. But with that, it felt just more like it wasn't really an obvious crash. It was just like it crashed because everything crashed, which kind of is happening right now. Except here, it's beginning to look like the fundamental reason that there is any volume and not that much of the volume in crypto is real anyway, but the real volume and the real players and the trustworthy players were indeed not real or trustworthy in any way, shape, or form. 
Right. And this is going to stop people coming into the industry at the same time when they're no longer interested in NFTs because they're worthless. When they're finding that their holdings that they bought during the Super Bowl are now half or less, like this is a hugely bad thing for. I don't think any of these crypto people are. It's like imagine if Bank of America just went. Mm, you know, I said I had your money. Well, don't. You would be scared and not use Bank of America again. Probably not going to use any. And then if like Wells Fargo and Chase and uh, uh, several credit unions did the same, you probably would be worried about having money in banks, right? So you probably are feeling the same fucking way about crypto right now. Coinbase is the only respectable one. You can pay a $30 a month fee now to protect your crypto up to a million dollars. I swear to fucking God, if Coinbase goes insolvent and that ends up being a lie, I'm going to scream. I'm just going to be like, fucking arrest Mark Andreessen. Don't allow him out of the house anymore, at the very least. Don't let him near a computer, put him in a Faraday cage. <laughs> right. Don't let him use money anymore. He can use like... Well, I, 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 would, I would like him to just explain uh, a use case for Web3 uh, because he seems to be unable to do that in a recent interview I've seen. Uh, that should be, oh, that no. should be, he should be, he should be sentenced to a hard time of coming up with one single <laughs> utility. He's going to be sentenced to eight hours working in a McDonald's and he is going to quit after one minute. Right. But also he's too busy trying to kill Daredevil. But anyway, um, he's... With Andreessen, he's just put so much money in shitty shit where it's like so cravenly, like so craven and so bad. And he's done it like they raised a four and a half billion dollar. One moment. Uh, well, 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 you're saying that I just want to uh, there, there's a thing that you said to, that you said that I, I don't want to let go and I know we're not going to get back to it. You had mentioned, you know, that these were large companies like Celsius, Voyager and you know, Celsius. I, 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 assume, I didn't realize how big this was. A, 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 I didn't realize how big they were. This is a company that had like 200 plus employees. I found out a couple episodes yeah. ago when I had my Celsius episode and then I looked up Voyager had about the same number. What were all these people doing? Like, what were they doing? Oh, we, we, you need you needed what fifty people on each on uh, to to look over each loan because that's how many loans apparently you're gonna they were find doing. out. No one made any money. They just handed the money off to the person next to them. Right. It's I mean, just, a, just... a literal in-person Ponzi. It seems. Just uh, yeah, I have money. Here you go. Go to the next person. I mean, but also, yeah, it's, I'm like, look... it's like pay it backward. Right. I'm looking at – I was looking at the Voyager subreddit, and this is becoming like a regular thing. You go to the subreddit for these different – you know, the where the customers of these different companies congregate, and it's like post after post. I lost everything here. I'm going to – you know, there's I got nothing left. I'm going to end it. My house is foreclosed. I can't pay my rent. It's uh, – I, I, I just – I, I don't know what else to say. Like I've been what? saying this shit for fucking months, for nearly a year, actually. Why are these people keeping saying, their money in as they like they, they with Vo in Voyager's they, case? You saw Celsius drop like uh, almost a month ago now. Why didn't you pull out? Why didn't you say I'm getting out of this? It's I, you want to know something. It's I say this with the empathy I can generate for these people, but. It's very easy from our position where we are quite well read about it. We are naturally 
skeptical of it because it has so many reasons to be skeptical. For the average person, they will probably believe they would just not think that a large company would do this. They would just think, oh, they say they're FDIC insured. Why would they lie about that? Even a truly malevolent person would be like, oh, they wouldn't fucking do. That's a lot. That's a big lie. So, yeah, they probably went Celsius went down, but Voyager's FDIC insured. Like, that's exactly what the logic was. Like, that's it. And people trusted these companies. It's easy to say, oh, yeah, I've, I, well, I didn't fall for it, so no one should fall for it. And that's fine and dandy, but think about it like this. People were quite happy. They're probably getting free money from their crypto. They felt like it's something I've said a lot. Like people are so desperate to make any fucking step these days because the average way of making money, the average way of any uh, getting any kind of wealth, the whole work hard and you'll get rich thing does not fucking exist without some degree of privilege and a lot of luck. So, yeah, people are probably fucking desperate. They are willing to believe Celsius, willing to believe BlockFi, willing to believe uh, Voyager because not believing it says shit, I'm back to square one. It's emotionally corrosive, and one of the worst things you can do to a human being is to give them hope and then take it away. These people, these companies, the people running them, are fucking criminals. They should all see fucking jail time. I don't know if they will. I doubt a single one of them serves a single day in jail, but they all absolutely do, and they need to go away and be fucking embarrassed. Because these people are criminals, and the people who funded them too. I'm serious. Uh, SBF, I'm not saying his old name anymore. If he owes like $300 million, what, like, okay, if I gave $300 million to the mob, I'd get in trouble. Like, you should be calling them criminals, fiduciary criminals. And I know the government won't because they're not going to regulate this fast enough. It's too late for the... So all of that customer money, that money is probably completely gone. And they're saying, oh, Voyager is saying they're going through bankruptcy for the best case scenario for the customers. I don't think that's exactly what it's yeah. It's to make the. Yeah, and it's, it's like, not for the you. customers ain't seeing that money. Yeah, absolutely. And also, that's not... you want to know you want to know what the best case scenario would be. Keep the customer money in a separate bank account. It's really easy is put it there. You don't do anything with it ever. Don't lend all your money to one guy that you only know from Telegram and he has XXX before and after his name. So, you know, he's straight edge. That's about what you fucking know about him. And it's in. I'm and just there's trying to nothing think of wrong with being straight edge. There's nothing wrong at all. <laughs> but it's not a great identifier as to whether you should lend someone $300 million. I've made the mistake as many people have. I disagree. I think everyone what should the give fuck? their money towards me. To me. <laughs> straight, oh, you're straight edge. I'm straight edge. <laughs> it's a great signifier. Please, folks. This is where the money should go. The bank of Binder. Let's do it. Bring it, it in to, here. Give it to Binder. <laughs> Binder coin. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – I've been ranting, but it's just like this whole situation makes me so fucking angry. Yeah, no, it is really – it is really infuriating because – and here's the thing too. Like um, when when I had – uh, when I was doing the Celsius, uh, I think it was the Celsius episode. Uh, was it Celsius? <laughs> I can't remember. One of the companies that recently, it might have been Celsius that I covered, that they they had, they they uh, had a deal with some MLB team, and they were sponsors for some MLB team, and their logo was everywhere. And I was like, all right, Voyager's got to be sponsoring someone. That's what they all do to give some air of 
uh, legitimacy to customers. They go, oh, my favorite sports team is sponsored by them. This is a real, legit, big business that I can trust. So I looked up who uh, Voyager is partners with. Uh, can you guess? If you don't know, Ed, can you guess? Wait, which team? Uh, just I, wild like, guess of any team. Brooklyn Nets. Even more ridiculous. The Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban. Uh, oh, that makes way more sense to me. Because yeah. Mark Cuban's a big dumb dipshit. <laughs> yeah, my but cat's I mean, trying to eat this is a Maybe. guy. This is a guy who who recently, not I don't know how recently, but I remember seeing like he had openly invested in some really shady stable coins not too long ago. One of them was like Titan Coin, Iron Finance. It was an algorithmically backed stable coin. Must oh, like, much, yeah. Must I, like I hear. Oh, yeah. Much like Sorry, Terra. Uh, Luna and he uh, and it was a rug pull. It was a complete bullshit. It was uh, you know I, again we don't really, I, I don't know what Do Kwan did with Terra and Luna, but for the sake of uh, what we know, we we don't know it's that. Uh, but this was a straight up rug pull, the Iron Finance thing, and Mark Cuban pulled out apparently after only losing a little bit of money and was like really open about uh, you know I pulled out in time and I did have some losses, but he had spoke about this investment in like a blog post of his where he was like so exuberant uh, about uh crypto and his his uh portfolio and his uh investments and so whoever looked to Mark Cuban you know Mark Cuban again you and I probably know better but for people who are just you know everyday he's retail, on TV yeah, he's on TV Shark Tank he's successful who wouldn't take advice from Mark Cuban right they yeah. probably put their money in this and they lost. And so he had said like he was going to be more careful about this stuff. Um, and now here we go with Voyager. Uh, this was only in October of 2021, just less than a year ago. Voyager. I would bet digital... money that he has got out of that. Like he definitely got out of that. Like he, there's absolutely no way he is underwater right now. Like, all of these people mysteriously end up okay. wonder how Alexis fucking Ohanian is doing with his Axie Infinity. Another guy, just like Mark Cuban, investing oh, is... in these dodgy things. But, right. that's this a... is... but you're right, though. It's this like... is rich. I just, found, I just found a page right now. I was just searching. Uh, investvoyager.com slash Mavs. Voyager Crypto for All. Get $50 in crypto. Use code MAVS50. Exclusive offer for Dallas Mavericks fans. Expires just a couple months ago, April 13th, 2022. Must create, must create a new Voyager account. Deposit $100 and trade a minimum of $10 to qualify. And allow yeah. up to 10 days for the reward to be credited to your account. Just all you got to do is deposit 100 and you'll get 50 bucks in crypto. I wonder how many people did that, got their 50 bucks, and uh, got sucked in. And here they are now yes. with nothing. Who invests? I'm trying to find out who invested in Voyager because I think that that is also quite interesting. But also, I don't think Valley companies are doing <coughs> due diligence properly. Like if you look at some of the companies that have collapsed, like Joker and um, Bird and and Brex, a lot of these companies are just insanely run. Like they're like, oh yeah, we've just underwritten anyone who asks. Is that good? Can we do that? That's what happened with Brex. And I, there's a lot, but like Bird was a company never made any money. Uber never makes any money. The Valley doesn't really care. They care about liquidity. 
They took, they care about getting their money out. And but the difference, the difference between that though, those those startups, like the traditional tech startup, uh, you know, uh, uh, story, is that like you and I and every other normal person. What's our connection to Bird or Uber? We use the service. We pay them for that service, and yeah. that's it. We wipe our hands clean, and we don't involve them in our life until we use their service again. The transaction happens at that moment where we use the service, and it completes at that moment. So if they want to fuck around with their money, these, these uh, you know, venture capital firms, and throw it around, then let them you – know, fuck it. Who gives a shit? Uh, I mean I'm sure the, the employees do and investors do and retail investors do. But, you know, for the most part, the customers are hands off. In this case, though, the everyday customers are not hands off. They're bought in. Their transaction isn't complete. They're, they didn't get their service. They didn't get their product. Their money is gone and they got nothing in return. Yeah. And that's the magic of crypto because what they thought they were getting was the chance to – be wealthy to make money like the SBFs of the world, like all the, the Pompeianos, except it was never built for that. The system has never been built for that. The price of Bitcoin and all that, all that shit has never moved in a way that was anything other to enrich a very specific group of people at scale. SBF has all this money because of the funny money. He's probably just the smartest of them. He's like, okay, I've made up a billion dollars in dildo coin. I will now turn that into US dollars because I can't spend dildo coin at the bank, which is where I keep my money, not in crypto. I would love to know where he keeps all his money. I don't mean that literally. I mean, just like, do you think it, do you think this guy's really all in crypto? Do you think he's got millions, hundreds of billions of billion dollars in cash? Because I get the sense that none of these guys are actually truly bought in like psychopaths. And I think they have used these loans to just amplify their money, to just do multipliers like a fucking pinball machine. And the scam has fallen apart because Three Arrows Capital, by the way, was paying. That's why people were giving them loans. They were making money. Everyone was making money until someone did something stupid, like, well, anything bad happened. No one really did anything stupid other than the many stupid things they were already doing. Right. And for the record, by the way, there is a, a dildo coin, apparently, that was minted sure. at some point. But it has a market cap of zero dollars. Check it never, the mirror. It never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'll leave. Wait, no, sorry. You, I, I, missed what, I missed what you said. I said, uh, check the mirror. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's even better when I have to say it twice as well. God, is that? Well, I missed but, it. It's but, my fault. But no, so, in, in, all, in all seriousness, though, it's like, I just don't know how badly this is going to get it go. Like, I don't know. The the ultimate Armageddon is going to be if a major exchange closes. Like, I don't mean KuCoin. KuCoin, I thought, closed three times. I truly just assumed that site died every time I saw it. It looks like it looks like web minus three. It's genuinely awful. But there are all of these weird ones that just kind of exist on the fringes like bitmex i was like oh bitmex they're so they're in trouble i'm like oh no i thought you meant bitrex and I'm like oh it's no it's different and there's like a hundred of them that sound the same and i assume they're all loaning money to each other too but what will be the big armageddon is if binance ftx crypto.com uh coinbase of course 
if any of they any of them start wobbling, if things look bad there, those are the ones that I'm really like the Coinbase USD. You like combining the audio books of the fake dollars with the real dollars. That I don't know necessarily what that means. Like it could just be something innocent, or it could be very fucking weird and bad, and possibly illegal. Mm, who knows? Like, and if Coinbase needs to do that, that probably says something about the industry at large. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, has Tether been printing lately? No, the Tether printer and the USDT coin have been quite quiet, actually. Oh, that's because that's, that's interesting. the thing. If money isn't coming into the system, that's also bad. I don't think Tether's gonna. I don't think Tether's gonna collapse now. But at this point, who the fuck knows? Because it's still, it looks like it's below 99 cents though. Sorry, it's below 0.99, it's 0.998, which is bad. That's, there is a whole financial industry called Forex trading that would love a tiny wobble like that in the US dollar. And one would make a lot of money. But that's the thing. It's not really great to see my dollar isn't worth $1. Right. Like, isn't, isn't that what they told me this wouldn't do? Right. I think I remember. Oh. See, I, mean, I think I remember some. Uh, someone. Uh, I think it was uh, one. Of the, I think it was Bennett Tomlin, say, of Crypto Critics Pod. He said something like, um, uh, "You know, uh, it, it'll it'll it, tether sometimes wobbles, and it, it only only pay pay real attention when it's like a penny or more." Don't don't. But and he he's pretty good on that mark. But still, I mean, it's supposed to stay at a dollar, absolutely. But I guess it's not like. End of the world not when wobbling. it drops a few percentage of a of a penny. If yeah. it ever goes to nine, like ninety eight cents, that's when I would start. Yes, that's when my, there's a yeah. pooping my drawers. But if you look at the top coins right now, you got BNB, you got Tether, you got USD coin, Binance USD, Ethereum, and Bitcoin. Here's my thing, and Dai, of course, DAI, and Dogecoin, and Solana, and Cardano. So don't worry about Solana; it's probably down, but in general with this, what I'm seeing there is, and this is my wind horse, my, like, it's my crazy person thing. My like out there galaxy brain thing is we're going to see a stable coin collapse. That is what is going to fuck this market. We're going, one of well, them is going to collapse. With, with, we've already seen it with Terra. Yeah, but I'm talking about one of the big ones. I'm going full rusty coal here. I think I mean, Terra ter- 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 was one of the big ones, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Like there's going to be a- one uh, of the, Terra, I would get out of it immediately. Like that's how I feel. I might keep something. And when I was fucking around with BSC for a while, cause I'm a nasty little freak. Um, I was in Binance us dollars and it was fine. Like it just worked. But if any, like USD coin weirdly is the one where I'm like, that's the one where I smell doo-doo just because something doesn't feel right here. And also a lot of these loans were collateralized in it. So if you're getting chunks of money, you've got exchanges, you've got loan company, like these loan firms. I don't even know if you can call them companies, just like email addresses that steal money. But one of the, like there's something is still, whatever is happening is not remotely its worst. It's maybe, maybe this is my vibe check, but it's something feels very strange about all of this. Like bad things keep happening. It went very quickly from like, 
Luna to 3AC to like 17 other problems. And now the darkness is not over. SBF is not, he's like, oh yeah, the liquidity crunch is over. I mean, it's not like he's going to say, we're all fucked. Sorry. I don't believe whatever this liquidity crisis is, is over, but it's probably a, a good amount of money that's going to exit this market as anyone with a large amount of it goes, hmm, is the scam broken? Can we come back and fix when the scam's fixed? Because I don't like this. Right. I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, SBF, SBF is claiming that, you know, uh, uh, which which uh, maybe you shouldn't uh, do. You shouldn't believe it, uh, but uh, he thinks that the you know the worst is over. Uh, he said he did say it was a fair bit worse than he had anticipated. Um, I don't know what he anticipated. He also apparently said that he he does envision maybe a few smaller exchanges collapsing in the near future. Although he won't share which, uh, which is great for people who might have. Which is money great for the these. people on yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, because he he certainly uh, to say that you would certainly have an idea, right? Um, yeah, I mean, well, I guess you wouldn't. Uh, I I actually understand that one as if I was a con artist, I would not out the other members of the con. I would try and keep that going. So good to you. You know, it it is sort of amazing to me, and I I really should do a, an episode on on this. He really has – SBF has really sort of successfully put himself out there as like the the face, the, the protector of crypto, hasn't he? Like everyone runs to SBF when something's going wrong in hopes that he'll pour some money in. I mean he uh, – FTX – he I mean, will. Right. I mean he's – FTX is a big – it's what? Let me see. According to CoinGecko, it is the uh, uh, second biggest crypto exchange – uh, globally, um, but it's not. Uh, I know in the so it's not the first. The first is uh, Binance, um, but um, it's not even the first in like the U.S. In the U.S., it's Coinbase. Well, so, let me put it like this: SBF has a ten billion dollar fortune, right? Okay, he owes Voyager three hundred and seventy-five million. If he owes them three hundred seventy-five million, he probably owes a few other people three hundred seventy-five million or two hundred million. That shit adds up. It's not how much you spend or how big you spend; it's the rate you spend it at. And three hundred seventy-five million dollars—nothing to me. I just I blow that on like craps on the weekend. But and uh, but in all, in all seriousness, if he's done it once, he's probably done it before. So I joke about the World War One analogy, but also. Yeah, creditors come calling and the fucking cost of uh, the, the value of a currency goes down. But how much does SBF actually have? Because everyone comes crying to him, please save me, I love you, kiss, kiss, kiss. And he buys up their distressed assets. How does he buy them? Is it in US dollars? Is it through Alameda? How much money does Alameda have? Who collateralizes Alameda? If that money is, for, if any of that money that he has is from a respectable banking institute, I would very much assume that the bank is going to go, hey, um, what the fuck are you doing? Because I would assume that his crypto fortune was used to leverage a real life loan. Hey, maybe we found out how this all fucking dies because I hope FTX is run respectably. Respectably. 
because if it's not, that's bad. Binance is dodgy as fuck. There's always been something weird with Binance. That's why they're, they're like headquartered on the moon, or like Malta or the moon. I think one of the one that whichever one's more tax advantageous. Um, well, FTX is in the Bahamas, so I mean, it's, oh, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, then, then, yes. Okay, we're <laughs> game on. No, I'm serious. Like FTX could go belly up. I don't know when. Uh, Celsius is based in Florida, which is barely, barely a place. Um, <laughs> like Ronald DeSantis signed a, a law saying that. Uh, the uh, CEOs are a higher class of people and get two extra votes. Right. Voter prime. I also uh, love that you call was... them Ronald DeSantis. I don't think I've ever heard anyone refer to him in that way. And I, I'm going to start referring him to him as Ronald. <laughs> I never really said his name out loud, honestly. <laughs> like I, I, I never like really thought about how I would refer to Mr. Mr. Ronald DeSantis. <laughs> He's Italian for DeSantis. Uh, he with, but, but with that in mind, if FTX is based in the Bahamas, who knows how fucked Sam Be- Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's just fine and he's found his way out of this. But this is my crazy man theory. He's get, like, something's going to happen with FTX. There's going to be some money thing because he is loaning too many people money. And he's loaning it to them in the same... Like, why did he owe them, what, $370 million? Why? What for? Is this... What are you doing? Where is this money coming from? Is it crypto? Does he have, like, $100 billion of crypto? Because if he does, the IRS probably wants to know how much. Well, according and to like, according to Forbes, who put him as number sixty on their twenty twenty two billionaire list, uh, he's got, they call him "Meet the World's Richest Twenty Nine Year Old." Uh, he's worth twenty four billion dollars. He's worth yes, net worth, so properties billion. and. And uh, whatever. No, but but yeah. $24 billion may sound like and is an ex- just an unimaginable amount of money. Like they, people like him, uh, Alexis O'Haney and Mark Cuban, I don't believe that they view money, money in the same way that we do. Like I don't think they experience challenges. Like they don't – it's like a big fat house cat that never experiences like apex predators. Like no actual instincts of any kind. So they probably move money around like toys and they probably don't think about it in the same way. I just want to know who, where these loans are coming from. I want to know how he's getting them. I would like, that is my, like, where is F- SBF's money coming from? Who is giving it to him? What happens if that person on that chain dies or gets run over and goes to the hospital and also gives away their private keys? Like what in jokes aside, the reason that I'm not completely crazy saying this is this is what happened with three AC. There was one shadowy party that had been propping up and making a lot of people money, and no one had thought, what if something bad happens? Not a single fucking person. That can happen to SBF, and it could. And if that happens, we are not even close to the bottom. We are not close to seeing the amount of human damage you are going to see. People's fortunes wiped out. People's nothings wiped out. There is so much bad to come if this is the case. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And I think the, the main point we should end on here is that obviously uh, these few major players we've been discussing that have their fingerprints all over all these various crashes and uh, bankruptcies and downturns and falls and failures uh, truly shows just how decentralized this whole thing really is. <laughs> that is beautiful. I that I love that. Thank you so much for having me. 
Take care. Ed's trying everyone. Please check out Ed's newsletter at ez.substack.com. Where else can people find you, Ed? Uh, at Ed Zitron, E-D-Z-I-T-R-O-N, on Twitter.com, the website for perverts. <laughs> and I think that's a great way to end it, too. Have a great Thanks night. Always me. a pleasure talking Cheers. with you. Looking forward to talking Likewise. with you again. I'm really trying to warn people here. I don't know how more clear I could be just 22 episodes in. I mean, episode after episode, I'm feeling for the people who are losing out here. Please, I'm just begging you to proceed with caution at the very least. If you are going, if, 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 if nothing is going to stop you from getting involved, investing in the cryptocurrency space, whether it be straight up fungible tokens, non-fungible tokens, aka NFTs, Web3 in general, just come on, folks. It just never ends. And of course, the crypto advocates will say how this is actually good for crypto. But you know who else it's good for? It's good for uh, the never-ending supply of content right here on Scam Economy. If you like to support this show, please go to patreon.com slash mattbinder and subscribe. It is a huge help. I'm trying to grow the shows, do more live streams, get more content out there, get people to come on board to help me uh, grow this show and disseminate the content and create more brand new content. So if you can and would like to, it'd be a big help if you go ahead and pull that trigger finally and subscribe. You could also support this show by subscribing to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Binder. If you're watching the YouTube premiere uh, you can drop a super chat, which is like a one-off donation. If you are watching the replay, you could drop a super thanks, which is just like a super chat, but for the replays. You can also follow the Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and Amazon comps you a free Twitch Prime subscription every month. That is literally a free paid subscription as in free for you, Amazon pays me, the creator, or whoever you give your Twitch Prime subscription to. But don't let it go to waste. Otherwise, Amazon just keeps that money. So, you know, you're paying for it. So use it. ScamEconomy.com for all the links to where you can listen to the audio podcast version of this show. The web player, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, if you can, this is absolutely free for you completely. Just go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, type in Scam Economy. If you've already done that, type in my other show, Doomed, and leave a star and or written review. It is a big help in getting this show uh, to rise in the charts on either platform, which in turn helps more people find out about this program. Also, check out my other show, Doomed with Matt Binder at doomedcast.com. It also streams on my YouTube and Twitch channel. It's the same channel for both. And be sure to check out the Scam Economy post show. Airs right after the premiere of this episode. I take calls, comments, questions. I read your super chats or whatever comments you leave when you subscribe via Twitch. Follow me on Twitter at Matt Binder. Follow me on Instagram at Matt Binder. Follow me wherever you are on social media. Search Matt Binder. I will pop up. Oh, and another thing. I've had people reach out to me with guest suggestions or even 
sharing their own expertise. Please, by all means, I would love to have uh, you or someone you recommend on the show to talk about scams and cryptocurrency. So feel free to reach out to me. You can DM me on Twitter. My email address is easy to find too on any of those platforms. And with all that said, I will say bon voyage to you. I'll see you all next time on The Scam Economy. Scam Economy.